Welcome to the Five Stones Podcast. I am BJ Stagner. We invite you to join us each episode as we focus on encouraging words and thoughts to improve your day, conquer your giants, and build your faith from the Word of God. But I want to talk to you about a subject today that I believe is deceiving to many people. Uh, think about what happens when you have an issue come into your life, when you have maybe a problem arise, or when a struggle comes your way. What do you do? Um, some people, if not most people, we kind of cr- we crawl up into a little hole. We go into a place of solitude, and many of us are convinced that solitude is our answer to uh, to our prayers, our answer, if you will, to our struggles and our situations at hand. So I want to speak to you this morning about the deception of solitude. Now, again, there, there are times in our life when we need to come alone. We need to just get some time by ourselves. We need to be in a, our own quiet place. Typically, those times are times of times of prayer, times of meditation, times of reading, times of getting not you know not getting away from God. And that is the great lie. That is the great deception that we see in the world today. Is that when people have problems or issues or they're facing struggles in their life, uh, nine times out of ten, the first thing they forsake is they forsake uh, let's say church. They forsake church. They they forsake uh, brothers and sisters uh, fellowship. They forsake being around one another, uh, thinking that is the particular answer that they need and they should have. And uh, I want to tell you that is a deception that uh, that the, the devil and the world wants you to think that it, that your life is going to be better if you're away from um, really those who love you. Keep in mind, you'll never get away from the Lord. God is always there. He's always around, uh, uh, you know, and we'll see that here in just a moment. But I also want you to understand that the deception of solitude is not something new. It's not something that we today uh, have created or concocted or we today are experiencing and, and no one else ever has, okay? In Psalm 13, Psalm 13 tells us in verses one and two, it says, how long without forget me, O Lord? Forever? He says, how long wilt thou hide thy face from me? Verse two says, how long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? I mean, guys, this is David, the greatest king that Israel ever had. This is a man after God's own heart. This is a man that that when he was just a young little ruddy boy, uh, took a slingshot, five stones, and threw it and killed the mighty Goliath, of whom the entire army of Israel was a, a, a was fearful of. This is a man who led these these soldiers and led these armies to conquer uh, nation after nation after nation, and then became king and ruled uh, in the nation of Israel. And I mean. Oh, what a, what a, what a wonderful strong man! By any uh, by any uh, um, any imaginable thought today, David was a man of God. And uh, now, before you say, "Oh, yeah, but he did this and this," don't 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 be one of those guys. Don't don't take three things that David did in the entire in his entire life that we have recorded, and uh, and, and mask him uh, for the greatness of what, how God used him. It doesn't change what God said. He is a man after God's own heart, uh, a man that God chose to lead that nation. I'm saying that to say this. He was going through struggles, and what was his words? His words were, how long will thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long will thou hide thy face from me? See, there are going to be days in our life which which feel as if we are the only ones going through tough times. We're the only ones going through certain circumstances. Often we, we experience these bouts of solitude, these times of isolation. Uh, we struggle with, with the thought. 
of thinking that we are the only one, the only one going through a certain issue, only one going through a situation at the present time. And, uh, and it is natural and it is normal. I don't want you to think that, hey, it's something wrong. Nothing's wrong with you. It's, it's a normal, human, carnal, natural uh, response. One of the most powerful men in history also went through the very same thing. Now I'm not talking about David, but I'm talking about the mighty Elijah. Elijah, the man, the prophet. I mean, the man who called down flames of fire from heaven. I mean, the things that Elijah did is unbelievable. And this very man, Elijah himself, went through the deception of solitude. Now, in 1 Kings 18, I'm not going to have you turn there. I hope you know the story. But it records the event on Mount Carmel when... When, when Elijah challenged the prophets of Baal, all right, you had had this famine for all this time, this, uh, all these years, this famine that had went on in the land, and God sustained Elijah. He sustained him. He provided him water. You guys have, uh, of our church and other churches have heard me preach on the, uh, on the broken down altar of the Lord or to rebuild the altar of the Lord. Elijah had a great and mighty victory where 450 prophets of Baal were slain that day. He gave them ample opportunity to prove that Baal was their God, but they were just serving Satan. And you know what? Satan didn't show up. Baal didn't show up. He didn't do anything. But God in heaven showed up. And he licked up all that water, 12 barrels full of that water, took that sacrifice. The fire came there uh, from heaven. The prophets of Baal were slain. At that time, there's a little little pocket of cloud out there in the sky. And and God said, hey, look, here here comes the rain, if you will. Elijah went up to Ahab, Israel's most wicked king, uh, who was married to Jezebel, who was a vile woman. And uh, he, he, he said, listen, you got to get out of here. You make haste because here comes the rain. The, the famine, the water, the water now is coming. Okay? Great victory. Massive victory that he had in his life. He was by far up on the mountaintop. And yet we find out that Jezebel says, whoa, whoa, whoa. He did what to my prophets? I'm, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. He says, you know what? By the time this day's over with, Elijah's going to be the same. Yeah? So on the backside of this massive victory that Elijah has, what happens? Man, he flees. He takes off. All because of one woman. Now, that does show how wicked she was, but all because one woman said, I'm going to kill him this day. I have no rest. Matter of fact, let them do unto me, uh, she had said. And so we find that he flees. He flees off into the wilderness. And in 1 Kings 19.4, and I'll just give you a few verses from this this event. He says, But he himself went a day's journey, speaking of Elijah, into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he he requested for himself that he might die and said, It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. Here is where Elijah Elijah found himself, much like where David was. David says, how long? How long are you going to hide yourself from me? Elijah's like, it's enough. I'm no better than, than my father's. I'm no better than the men who have turned their back upon you. And I'm just no better. Take my life. I want it to be over with. In verse 10, we read, and he said, and I, and I have been very jealous. This is Elijah again speaking to God. He says, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. There you go. There's the, there is the deception of solitude. I'm the only one here. 
I'm the only one left. He says the same thing again in verse 14. He says, and he said, and I have been very jealous for uh, jealous for uh, for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain the prophets with the sword, and I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life, and they take it away. And there's bits and pieces that you have to, you can fill in by going back to First Kings and, and reading that First uh, Kings 19, and seeing how the Lord uh, brought him forth before the the earthquake and the fire, and you know, and the wind, the storm, and all that. And, and the Lord's voice was not in there, but it was in the still small voice. It was there. Just to, after all those things, after those mighty events, there was a still small voice to speak unto the Lord. And, the Lord tells Elijah this in verse 18. He says, Yet I have se- I have left me 7,000 in Israel. I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, every mouth which hath not kissed him. What is he saying? Elijah's saying, I am the only one here. I am by myself. I'm the only one serving God in the manner that I should. I am the only one doing right. And he's on this island of isolation. He's in the midst of this deception of solitude. And God says, look, i got 7,000 reserved who's never bowed the knee, that's never worshipped Baal, that's never kissed Baal, that's served, that they're, they're in silence somewhere. They're, they're secluded. They're put away. They're together. But I've reserved them. We often find ourselves thinking, I don't even know if I'm, I'm going to get out of these circumstances because I feel like I'm alone. David says, how long are you going to forsake me? Elijah says, take my life from me. But what we find about David, him pleading on how long, how long, David's circumstances, we don't know what, they're, what they necessarily were in Psalm 13. They aren't necessarily described, but, but he clearly feels like he's been forgotten and forsaken. And I want to ask you this question today. Do you feel like, like you've been forgotten or that you've been forsaken? Or that you're on this island of isolation in your life? Do you feel as if uh, the struggles that you are facing, the things that you're dealing with today, that you're doing them alone and you're all by yourself? Don't, guys, don't feel bad if you do, because it's a normal response. Greater men than us have felt the same way. I mean, David, how long? I think it's a feeling that we all can relate to. It's akin to what we feel when we lose a loved one. I mean, uh, to be to be in a phase of apparent solitude from human relationship without question is a crushing blow to our heart. But what David writes in in Psalm thirteen is he it's even more significant of losing a loved one. What he's speaking of is being isolated or being in seclusion away from God. He's expressing his feeling that the Lord is not hearing him. He's expressing the the separation that he feels from from God Himself. And brings about a battle of depression. And uh, it's all based upon his own perception. We understand that. But it brings depression and darkness and, 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 and thoughts of despair into his life. And what he feels to be true does not align it with what he knows to be true. But yet it doesn't change the fact that he is experiencing it. It doesn't change the fact that you are experiencing it. Often we feel as if, you know, that we are the only ones going through these circumstances. And in the midst of the circumstances, we wonder, God, are you hearing my voice? But we must be encouraged. When we are in these, these moments of seclusion, when we're in these, these, uh, these times of solitude, we, can't, we can be encouraged by the words of the Apostle Paul. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. So there's nothing we're going through or going to go through that someone before us, and probably many, 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 many of them, 
have not already gone through. Paul says it's common to man. Then there's a colon in the verse, and it says, but God is faithful. Who will suffer you to be tempted? I'm sorry, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able? But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it? There is no temptation. There is no battle. There is no moments of seclusion in our life. There is no deception of solitude that's going to come into our days that, number one, someone else hasn't already gone through it before, but number two, that God is faithful, and number three, who will always provide a way for us to escape through the midst of our trials, through the midst of that times of solitude, through the midst of those that deceptive voice of seclusion in our world today. You know, again, back to David, the psalmist's uh, sediments are, are, are shared by many of God's people throughout history. I mean, uh, you know, uh, God exiled, exiled his people. When they were in exile, they cried out in Isaiah 49, verse 14, but Zion said, the Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. That's what they're saying, they said. Christians of old have, and followers of the Lord Jesus Christ throughout the last hundreds of years have have felt the same way. They have believed that God had, had forsaken them in ways and times of, of pressure, but God always made a way to escape. Whether it was a changing tide in the, in the history of mankind, whether it was the, the lifting or changing or alteration of laws or whatever it may have been, he's always made a way for us to get through. We may not see it at that time. In the middle of the, of the solitude, in the middle of the seclusion, uh, it's, it's hard to see. It's nigh unto impossible sometimes to see and especially to feel. But we got to know that it's there. Don't believe the lie. Don't believe the deception of, of solitude, guys. Don't allow it to overtake our emotions, at least not in a continual manner. But let us understand that God is faithful. The Lord gives Israel a nice illustration in Isaiah 49 over the same the same issue saying can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb yea they may forget yea will I not forget thee behold I have graven thee upon the psalms of my hands or palms of my hands thy walls are continually before me so the Lord is saying he's first asking can a woman forget raising her child He says, well, you know what? She may forget, but I'll never forget you. God's care for his people, it's like the sun. It's a constant, it's a constant perpetual energy. Even when the clouds obscure it, even when the clouds are covering the sun up and we can't see it, it's a rainy day. The sun is still there. It's always there. Paul writes in Hebrews 13, 5, and I'll be done this morning. He said, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. We would need to trust in God and our trust and dependence upon him needs to be a constant. It needs to be consistent. It needs to be continual because he is always there. He will never leave us nor forsake us. His love is a continual element in the life of every child of God today. His love is there for us to guide us, to guard us, to protect us, and to lead us into the way that is best for us and glorify Him. So let us remember that today. If you're out there uh, this morning and you're experiencing this uh, deception of, of, of solution, uh, a seclusion that is brought into your life through a circumstance or a situation, please remember 
Number one, you're not going through it alone. Number two, you're not going you're not going through something that someone else hasn't already been through. And number three, God is faithful. He will always provide a way to escape. Guys, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for joining us in our Five Stones uh, devotional podcast today. Thank you for being with us during this time. And again, my prayer, my hope, my aim is this has been a blessing to you and your loved ones and those around you. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us for this week on the Five Stones podcast. Let me invite you to subscribe and join us each week for more encouraging messages from the Word of God. We pray that you have a wonderful and blessed day.